I'm Warren Berkeley with the Laurel Heights Church of Christ. This is part two of a two-part study where we are talking from the book of Philippians about four goals that we have set as members of the Laurel Heights Church of Christ. And of course, we recommend anything that's in Philippians for anyone who might be listening, though you may not be local with us. Love abounds more and more. We brought that up in the previous recording for today. And we talked about doing things without murmuring and complaining, adopting the attitude and outlook of our Master, Jesus Christ. Thank you for returning to the recording for two more statements from the Philippian letter we hold out as goals for us at Laurel Heights and for any who view our live streams or any who listen to these recordings. I'm in Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 16. Philippians 3, 12 through 16. Paul said, Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Now, let's remember the historical setting that the Apostle Paul is not writing this letter from a comfortable office, luxury accommodations, or in front of a Zoom camera. He's being held by Roman authorities. I remind you he uses the word imprisonment in chapter 1, verse 7. Likewise, the recipients of this letter are enduring persecution as they read these words. So both from the writer and the reader perspective, daily life was not what one would want or normally expect. You know what I mean? While our situation in 2020 was not identical to Paul's imprisonment or the situation in Philippi, I think we know a little about not having a daily routine we normally expect. Under such circumstances, one can easily be pushed out of shape, as we say, discouraged, depressed, or grumbling and complaining, angry. In the previous lesson today, we considered two statements made by Paul about love abounding more and more, but that may be hard under certain circumstances of difficulty and refusing to grumble or murmur and complain can be a huge challenge. This is Paul's perspective, Christ's attitude, 
and our challenge as Christians, our goals this year from Philippians, standing where we are, leaving 2020, and now into 2021, isn't this exactly the outlook and mindset each of us ought to have? Of course it is. Paul says in this context, look at verse 15, that this is how mature people think and how mature people grow and get beyond the struggles of the past. I could spend a lot of time talking about how bad 2020 was. I could speak of inconvenience and sickness and death and grief and isolation, economic hardship, profound frustration with how everything was handled. I could make a list of complaints, share those with you, and review all the furious comments of the year. What would that do for me, for you, for us? It would merely drag old, invaluable attitudes into the new year to nobody's benefit. And we don't get to do 2020 over again. So let's learn from what we have experienced. But to continue to lament the year that's passed would set us in the wrong direction moving forward. In fact, would hinder us moving forward. So here is the outlook to be adopted by Christians, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. Christians, as described here, are forward-looking people who embrace the hope God provides in Christ and abound more and more in love without grumbling and complaining. From this passage, there are three things I want to mark. One, if there is sin in your past, unresolved, deal with that as God is directed. Then, forget it. If you deal with your sin as God has directed and God forgives you on His terms, it is like this. If God has forgotten, why should you remember? You too should forget it. God uses this kind of language when He communicates His promises of forgiveness. Hebrews 8:12, I will remember your sins no more. 1 John 1 verse 9, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. If God cleanses us on His terms that we meet, we need to embrace our own that cleansing internally. In that way, forgetting what is behind and pressing on. Number two, do not dwell on what has already happened that can't be reversed. If there is something in the past that you can't deal with, can't change, you can't get a redo about it, why dwell on it? What will be the net value for you as a person? What contribution will it make to your spiritual health or anybody's well-being to dwell on and talk about and keep bringing up something that's already happened and can't be undone? 
Number three, press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Pressing on reminds me of a runner who has his eye on the finish line. Even if he stumbled earlier in the race, even if there is some pain to endure, one thing is in focus, pressing on toward the goal. Look at four words in verse 13. One thing I do this year. Let's get better vision of what is ahead and get our hearts set on the one thing of pressing on as disciples of Christ. There is another statement in Philippians we need to consider to be one of our goals this year. Listen now to Philippians 4 and verse 19. Paul said, What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. I don't remember where I picked this up. I've had so many good teachers. At some point, I got on to this. If you read something in a verse of Scripture that is attractive and interesting, and you want and you need more information, look back in the verse to see how you receive the blessing that is identified. One of the very simple examples of this would be Acts 2.38, the remission of sins, Acts 2.38. Look back in the verse and see what needs to be done to have that blessing, and you'll find repent and be baptized. You see something attractive, something you need, a promise. Look back where that is and discover what you need to do. So looking now at Philippians 4 and verse 9, if I want the peace of God to be with me, what is necessary? Practice these things. Do these things. What things? Those things revealed through the apostles of Christ. We have a history of talking to people about the primitive pattern of the early church. And we bring that up in terms of authority and being scriptural. And sometimes people will say, well, where do you get that? What leads you to believe that we need to do what the apostles revealed? Well, here's one place. Paul said this, What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Joyful living isn't just an isolated emotion or something you feel on occasion. It is a way of life and a way of life that involves doing these things. Do these things. And the promise is, in this passage, the God of peace will be with you. So I will make this promise to you. This is not the last time this year you'll hear about these statements in Philippians. Even when I'm dealing with other topics and other passages throughout the year, I will often tie those back to these goals from the Philippian letter. I want to focus on these things in my life. 
I want to urge you to read the Philippian letter. Read carefully these four statements, and let's become engaged in 2021 as disciples of Jesus Christ, abounding more and more in love with all discernment and knowledge, not with grumbling and complaining, forgetting those things that are behind and pressing on, and do those things Paul and the other apostles have revealed, written in the New Testament. I'm Warren Berkeley with the Laurel Heights Church of Christ, McAllen, Texas. Thank you for listening.